0: Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula. Joe, I got to talk to you about some stuff today. All right. Uh, First of all, I know we normally say the episode that we're on, I don't give a shit what episode we're on. I have no idea. All I am concerned with is helping people and giving them the real deal fitness wise. So we're just going to speed through all the bullshit and I want to talk to you about my testosterone tests I just got back. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. So I got my blood tested for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. Now. I didn't need necessarily to get my blood tested because I don't have a problem with sex drive. I'm lean. I'm fairly heavily muscled. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there was a problem, but I was actually curious as a 44-year-old man what my blood levels looked like. Yeah. Didn't just get tested for testosterone. I got tested for everything across the board. I did this test that it's about a $500 test, but they tested every single thing that a human could get tested for. Now, part of the reason I did that as well is because you post your testosterone and then you get these people on the internet that are like, well, he's, you know, he's taking gear. He's taking, I got all the other measures that prove that I've never used a steroid. For example, there's two hormones, your LH and your FSH. If I was on some kind of testosterone, those would be near zero.
1: Yeah, but again, the trolls on the internet have no idea how that works. And so they're just going to cast their dispersions anyway.
0: Yeah, so they just talk shit. But Mm -hmm. anyway, I wanted to get this done because I wanted to see where I actually was at. And by the way, if the stuff that I preach regularly and the stuff that you preach Mm -hmm. is actually truthful, yeah. because I tell people that to eat more salt, to sleep eight hours a night, to eat more red meat, to exercise every day, to do enough heavy lifting, to to do some sprints, all the things, to get some sun, all the things that we know should lead to more testosterone and should Mm -hmm. lead to their health frankly whether you're a man or a woman because this isn't a male specific issue women do have testosterone and low testosterone in a woman can be as damaging if not more damaging than low testosterone in a man
1: yeah well it's so, a necessary it's necessary for proper function so like if you don't have absolutely. it you're, you're not going to
0: function well just like men need some level of estrogen as well mm-hmm. so i got my results back and my testosterone is 951 a little high which is high <laughs> Yeah. relatively right the normal range is 300 to a thousand mm-hmm. that's what a man should be at until they're i think it's 50 something years old yeah and the way the way the math works is and i can't remember the age in your 20s but starting about when you're 25 whatever your testosterone is you should lose one percent a year if everything's in order
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you're healthy if you're living right if you're doing everything right so if you were to do the math on that, Joe, if you were a 1,000 when you were 25 years old and you're losing a percent a year, which is 10, yeah, by 45, you should be at 800. Mm-hmm. But yet we live in a society where people are at 300, 400, 450, and they actually think I'm high, but I'm really not high. I am pretty much what you'd expect a healthy person to, to, to be. Right. Now, the reason I wanted to preface this podcast with that. Is I do all the right things. I mean, if you go over my day, Joe, I eat a gram of protein per pound of body weight a day. Mm -hmm. I wake up, I have an ice bath. I lift weights. I sprint. I get eight hours sleep a night in a completely blacked out environment. If there is a day where I am sore or beat up, I do a recovery day and don't try to overly push through. I stay away from processed food. The mm-hmm. last time I was hungover was 2005 or 2006. I'm doing all the things right. And so then, of course, my blood work is going to be reflective of that. Yeah, And what you had brought up that you wanted to talk about today was the fact that people just aren't willing to do things the right way.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right? It's, it's too much to ask. Let me ask you this question. If I had three training protocols, and I had protocol A, protocol B, or protocol C, which one do you wanna go for right away?
0: I mean, which one's going to get me a shocking life altering transformation in three weeks without it. If,
1: if I tell you that the plan is that you're going to start with a go to B and then eventually earn your way to C. Oh, dude, I'm interested to, in A and B. You just so want, I want to, to straight, straight, straight
0: away. Straight. Yeah, I want the elite thing. I think I'm Lance Armstrong. I think I'm Michael Phelps. I think I'm Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm Bobby Maximus. I think I'm LeBron James. I want the Best. Yeah.
1: I think we talked about this at a seminar one time that if you called it like the super secret elite Soviet training program, that's the one everybody wants because they're just just, like convinced that that's the one that's going to work.
0: Yeah. Even if it's the
1: exact same program, it's just like changing the name of it is enough for people. But the fact is that everybody assumes that they're way fitter than they are. Everybody listening to this podcast is convinced that they are much more capable than they actually are. And they don't need to take time doing the basics.
0: That and they're also convinced that there's some secret they're missing out on. Yep. That there's something that we're holding back. That the reason you're fit, the reason I'm fit, the reason these fit fluencers on the internet are fit is because they have something that they're not telling you. And that something can range from a secret workout program and a superfood to they're on the full-on Russian drug experiment program from the seventies. Like yeah. that's the reality. And what it comes down to is I think a blanket insecurity where people are unwilling to look themselves in the mirror and admit they're just not willing to do the work.
1: And I, I want to even go one level deeper with that because I don't even know if it's about willingness. It's just a comfort level. They're not, it's, it's not that they're not willing to do it. Cause I think if you challenge the average person in this scenario with that, just so you got to be willing to look at yourself. They're all going to say they are. Yep. But there's a reality that as soon as you start to face your own limitations, when you face the limits of your strength, the limits of your endurance, the limits of your capability, it points out to you where you've been lazy. It always shows you the weakest link. And that is what people aren't willing to see. So they will always tell you, I'm willing to take a good, hard look at myself, but they're not willing to admit where they've been wrong, where they could have done better. There's like okay. a level of regret that keeps them from doing that.
0: And I'm going to throw some men under the bus because men are the worst for this. Uh Every dude I have ever met in my life thinks three things. They can fight like they can beat a lion in a fight or a bear. You can't. (laughs) Number two, that you know how to work out. Even if you have a 50 pound gut that hangs over your belt, you're convinced that you know how to do it because you were banging weights in grade nine or grade 10 or whatever. And three, that you can fix stuff. And by the way, in most men, this isn't true. When your sink breaks, you're crying for the plumber. Mm -hmm. Never throw a punch in your life. And dude, like I said, you got a 50 pound gut. You can't see your own dick when you go for a piss.
1: And I'll even add, you've never been punched in your life. And so you think you can take a hit, but as
0: soon as one comes flying in, that's it. Like Mike Tyson said, right? (laughs) He's got a plan to get punched in the face. But guys inherently think they're good at working out, but they're clearly not doing the work. But- with what you just said, I want to add something to that, which confounds the problem. I think other people in general also know what the right things are. They just choose to ignore them. So for example, yeah. you go to a mall in Atlanta, Minnesota, LA, Montana. It doesn't matter. We just go to a random shopping mall and we give people a quiz. What is more healthy to eat? A chicken breast or a bag of Doritos? A hundred out of a hundred people are going to pick the chicken breast. Yeah. You say, what do you think is healthier to drink? Water or soda? A hundred out of a hundred are going to pick water. I don't think Mm -hmm. there's anyone on this earth that actually believes soda is better than water. Yeah. So we all know the right things to do. We just refuse to do them. In fact, routinely, I hear people say when they come to me for advice, man, I should really be walking more. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, <laughs> why don't you do it then? So there's this there's this thing, like you said, where people are aware they're just unwilling to do anything about it. And they're so desperate for a hack or a shortcut to get well, them it's, 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 just a bit of effort. It's all an attempt
1: to just deny that they haven't done all they can do. Well, that's they what They just is. don't want to admit that their actions have not lined up with their words, because again, you can ask everybody what's healthier, the Doritos or the chicken breast. But if I sit down, somebody comes to me for fitness advice, right, they're hiring me as a trainer is the intent. They want that training program, they want that result. And the first thing I usually ask them is just tell me three things that you know, you could be doing better. And that is the hardest thing for people to do, they have to stop, they have to think about it. And then they have to admit, that they haven't been doing things that they know they should be doing. And, yes, they and there, know, they're sitting they know willing the to pay money. To yeah, exactly. And they're willing to pay me money to tell them exactly what they already know. And I love to do that with people so that they understand the level of coaching that I'm trying to provide here. I'm not interested in reminding you to take your, your vegetables at every meal. You know what I mean? It's not my job to make sure that you're, you're not eating donuts six times a day. Like, yep. you know that. And you want to come to me for advice, my advice could be more about the training, more about the how do you how do you manage muscle soreness? You know, how do you manage the the workload? Uh, uh, what specific things should you be doing in the gym? That's what I'm interested in helping people with. I don't want to follow you around slapping donuts out of your hand all day. And so I need you to admit that some of this is your own fault. And that's that's the hard thing. And again, maybe that's why I don't get as many clients as I should, is because people got to admit that they've been
0: dicking around. Yes. To be honest with you, you just have to advertise different. And, and here's what I mean by that. You're not a trainer. You're an accountability coach. Right. Because and I'm going to talk about our ladder app program for a minute, our Team Maximus mm-hmm. app. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the programming is revolutionary because it's a workout program. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to downplay our service. Here's my point. You want the best workout program in the world? Wake up every day. Run for 20 to 30 minutes as hard as you can then do 100 push-ups 100 situps 100 squats mm-hmm. you do that for a hundred days straight you will be remarkably more fit than you are now yeah there's no periodization there's no special equipment needed there's no special format it's super repetitive but I promise you at the end of that 100 days you'll be a way better runner you'll be way better at push-ups you'll be way like that's how simple it really is Joe
1: well, and let's go back another step because I want to tie this back into what we're talking about here is people willing to do the basics. You give that program to someone, they say, Well, I can't even do a push up. And so they just throw the program out and go hire a right. trainer that's gonna give them some dumbbell exercises, but they don't want
0: to put the work into the push ups. I actually think it goes the other way. This is too simple. I'm I'm beyond. But yeah, <laughs> but they can't do can't, a push-up. They can't, can't, can't squat properly.
1: They can't do a sit-up without anchoring their feet. And they can't do a push-up and they can't run five minutes without their knees aching. This is too easy. they it's don't they simple. don't want to take the time to get good at the basics. Throw yeah. me under the barbell and teach me how to bench press. I don't need to know how to do push-ups first.
0: This is too simple. I did it. So, <laughs> okay. So so let's go on that premise. Working out's easy, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest benefit of our app that I've seen from member feedback, and you've seen it too, is the teamwork and the accountability. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that you have a coach. It's the fact that we interact. It's the fact that we check in with you. It's the fact that you have to click through the workout and click the button to say that you finished it and that your stats are displayed to the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that we provide you with some type of variety and some type of safety net that you can go forward. Because we could change the workouts up to a degree, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll still be effective. Now, that said, we're damn good at writing workout programs. There's more effective ways to do things and less effective ways to do things. Yeah. But I'm not talking about the difference between 98% effective and 89% effective. Yeah. I'm talking to literally the person who is 50 pounds overweight, that hasn't worked out in six months, that treats her body like an amusement park and drinks two cases of beer every weekend, but then is just unwilling to eat a little healthier or do a little bit of work or do things a certain way or listen to somebody who clearly hasn't figured out and knows yeah. what you're talking about. Because the other thing I'm hearing now is, okay, so I've I've proven that I'm not on drugs mm-hmm. and never used a drug. So I can't be that anymore. And then I post all my workouts. So like, I'm not keeping secrets. Okay. Now it's my genetics. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you were just giving the genetic gift. And, and, and look, this is why your cholesterol is also a little high because people who have higher testosterone, have higher cholesterol. So clearly it's, you just won the genetic lottery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're, you're right. It has nothing to do again with, let's talk about this. You know why I'm more fit than you? Cause I have a fucking protein shake. It's kind of blurred out here, but here. I am drinking protein shake while I am on a podcast because I have to get it in. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that I've already had three liters of water today and it's noon. It's the fact (laughs) that I'm working out. you got your water. Like, it's not just genetics. My brother looks nothing. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Mikey, but he looks (laughs) nothing like me and can't do anything I can do in that regard.
1: Well, flip that around, too, because why do you do all of those things? And I think the answer is because of your genetics, because if you don't have the protein shake now, if you don't drink the water later, if you're not keeping the diet clean, if you're not doing the workouts, your genetics are leading you to an early grave.
0: Yeah, like it's 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 it's, it's simple to me. Mm -hmm. And and genetics, okay, we're not going to lie. Genetics can get you a certain edge. Mm hmm. Right. So, so I have no doubt that LeBron James's kids have an edge to make the NBA because of some genetic component. Yep. I also believe they have an edge to make the NBA because they were raised in a house where it's normal to play basketball. Yeah. I also believe they have a better chance at making the NBA because they are taller, and that goes into the genetics component. Mm-hmm. But if Bronny, his kid, never played a game of basketball in his life, he's not just going to end up in the NBA at 20 years old. Like, (laughs) people like to think it's all 100% genetics. Genetics is a predictor. Yeah. But another example, famous example, Archie Manning, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. His kids went on to play quarterback. Eli and Peyton, two of the most famous quarterbacks in the history of the game. Both will be Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. So there is a genetic component that that whatever the way they see the field – the way they play arm strength there's some genetic component yes but they wouldn't have got there had they never thrown a football right so that's that's my problem right people want to discount everything but refuse. Well, think about
1: it there there are a lot of retired nfl guys who've had kids that don't play professional football mm-hmm. more than there are that have kids that play professional yeah, football it,
0: it, it's not just genetic yeah. it's a it's a factor Mm-hmm. but it's not the whole factor. Like I said, you stack my brother and me up side by side. We ain't the same. Now I know there's genetic variants and and, and mm-hmm. all, this stuff, but the point is you can't discount the hard work people are doing. So the point yeah. of this podcast is start doing things the right way. And you know what those are. You have to work hard. You got to sweat a little bit. You got to eat right. You got to sleep more. Like it, it's actually funny, Joe, when when I give people advice randomly, like one of the other football dads is like, well, mm. what do you do if I was me. I'm like, I would move around for an hour. <laughs> let's so like, well, let's talk about the football dad
1: Because this is a whole thing. When you become a parent, you see this all the time, your kids are off doing something. So you're standing on the sidelines of a football practice with all the other parents. And they're all sitting in lawn chairs on their phones snacking, right? I see parents bringing their kids to like gymnastics. And that's what they do. They flop their fat butts down in an uncomfortable chair and they get on their phone and distract themselves for an hour. And it's like during the time that your kid is out there running around doing exercise, like, why don't you just
0: go for a walk? So I actually have a story. (laughs) My kid, Joximus, and yes, his name is Joximus Maximus. Don't make fun of him. It's his legal name. He plays flag football. Mm -hmm. We're at the flag football field. I am literally beside the field running sprints. Over the course of an hour, I ran about thirty of these. Between every sprint, I would do ten push-ups. Walking back after practice, I walk to where all the parents are. One of the parents says, "Man, we just can't like look at you. You look great. We just can't understand why you're so fit." <laughs> what? Yeah, we just were like watching you run sprints and do pushups. And we just can't understand why why you look so good. But see, this is my
1: point is they forget that there is a starting point and an ending point. And they're looking at your ending point right now. And they forget that there was a whole lot of stuff that led up to you being not in that, that position.
0: Did you not correlate the fact that I'm running fucking sprints for an hour? But,
1: but the see, they're seeing I'm it as like, so I late. can't run sprints, Bobby. They're like, I could never do that workout. And it's like, yes. Right now, today, you don't have that capacity. So what if we went back to square one and we started building your capacity? What if all you did was took a walk during practice, every practice this year, and then next year, we bumped you up to a jog? By the end of the third year, you could be running sprints and your kid still isn't even out of the program yet. Yeah, But you don't want to take three years to build your capacity. You either want to just wake up one day with your head on a completely different body, or just rot. Many times I've
0: heard Dan, I wish I could just put you in my body so you could do the work for me.
1: You know what my response is? I would never give you my body. You'd ruin it in a week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> why why would we do that? You would you just drive it into the ground? No. Yeah, no. And number two, the minute we go back, you'll just go back to your old habits. Like it's and so so my point is is people refuse to to. It's just a refusal to do the work. And I'm honestly tired. And we'll end the podcast on this. No joke. Because I'm starting to get angry. But I am just so tired of people being lazy, people looking for shortcuts, people just and then crying about it. Like if you want to not work out, you don't want to eat healthy, you want to drink all weekend. Like I'm OK with it. Just be just happy.
1: Own it. Yeah, just Stop own it. Stop
0: crying to me about all your problems when you're clearly just blanketly refusing to do anything about it. Like that's what it comes down to. Yep. Because the path is there, mm-hmm. right? Like just as simple as, well, man, I I, I can't sleep at night because it's hot in my house. Move to the basement. Yeah, but I don't want to sleep in the basement. That's well, not where my saying, bedroom is. <laughs> yeah, well, you're then you're saying you're okay with the problem that you mm-hmm. have. My knees hurt. I need to lose 30 pounds and I don't want to work out today. Okay, you're telling me your knees can't hurt that bad. That's literally what you are saying. You might not think you're saying that, but that's what you're saying. Yeah. Cuz if you don't like it just it's just a it's just priorities, Joe. Yep. You know it's it's the same thing with the 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 final note People that drive around for 30 minutes to get a spot as close to the door at Costco. <laughs> then these same people be like, I just don't understand how I can't lose weight. Well, you you literally are the laziest human I have ever. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I can't even say that because everybody does this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. If you walk, you'd be better. Well, and honestly, not having to fight over parking spaces, that takes so much stress off of you. When you can just pull in, you find the farthest parking space, you park. And by the time you reach the door, the people who are driving around waiting for a spot up front are still driving around. I'm in and out of the store by the time they park their dang car. And again, no stress. I get a nice, comfortable, calming walk into the store. I'm doing a farmer's carry with my groceries out of the store. Like think of all that extra work I'm getting done.
0: Just going grocery shopping. You're good. Mm -hmm. Easy. All right. So there it is. Maximus podcast. Just do the right thing. You know what the right thing to do is you don't need us to tell you just fucking do it. Like, I think that's like slogan, isn't it? Just fucking do it.
1: Yeah. I think they say it a little more, uh, it's shorter the way they say it
0: Less (laughs) or whatever the the movie is, (laughs) you know, anyway, we love you guys work hard, go get some.